0: The days of oilfield workers wasting countless hours lost searching for pump jacks and well pads in a maze of unmapped lease roads are over. Well Site Navigator, the most downloaded oilfield mobile app ever, now offers turn-by-turn directions to over one million wells through lease road navigation technology. We've mapped tens of thousands of miles of lease roads you can't find anywhere else, and we're always adding more. With our reliable directions, oilfield workers can drive right to the well site and share custom routes and locations and get more done each day. Try Wellsite Navigator for free and get a $10 Amazon gift card for every friend you send us. Don’t get lost, get Wellsite Navigator. Hey everybody, welcome to Chuck Yates Needs a Job, the podcast. Or with the big reveal for 2022, Chuck Yates Needs a Metaverse. Welcome to Meta. Who the hell wasn't creeped out by that? Creepier than the fact that Facebook started off so Mark Zuckerberg could troll freshman women at Harvard. But here we are, 2022. While we say good riddance to 2021, although I do hope we keep Let's Go Brandon and Ted Lasso, no send-off would be complete without a recap. So without further ado... We ended 2021 about the same way we ended 2020. COVID hysteria, and for that matter, the disease itself, continued to run rampant despite the incoming Biden administration's vow to end the virus. As of this recording, more than 823,000 of our fellow Americans have been lost to the disease. Now, I don't mean to make light of the pandemic, But as the eternal optimist, I must point out some good things that COVID has brought to light. My body has absorbed so much hand sanitizer over the past 18 months that every time I pee, the toilet bowl glistens. Pants became optional. Don't worry, I won't stand up. But most importantly, particularly in this age of science, I proved my mom wrong once and for all. You cannot go blind by masturbating too much. It was lonely enrichment. As we roll into 2022, I do think it's important for us to take stock of the pandemic. I don't care what your political beliefs are, right or left, Democrat or Republican, or squishy middle. It's undeniable, and I say this with a huge dose of benefit of a doubt, our government is fallible. No mask, wear masks, vaccine will stop infection, vaccines just keep you from getting sick, flatten the curve two years later. Our government, like any other organization, is made up of human beings driven by their nature. You cannot have one view of human nature that where, when compiled into corporations, they become greedy and heartless, while then those same humans are blended into governmental bodies, become altruistic, benevolent, self-sacrificing, or magnanimous. We survive running from cave to cave, escaping saber-toothed tigers because of our desire, well, not to be eaten by saber-toothed tigers. Self-interest has served us pretty well as a species. Right, wrong, or indifferent got us to this point. To that end, we should always question the self-interest of those telling us what to do. 2021 did see the return of the energy business from the grips of COVID and quarantine. Oil prices started the year at about $47 a barrel, closing up more than 60% at over $75 per barrel. Not to be outdone, on the back of a predicted colder-than-normal La Nina winter, natural gas had an amazing run from just under $3 an MCF to a peak of $6.65 per MCF in late September. Natural gas bulls celebrated with rounds of, I told you so, and mocks of various hedge books. But with the late start to winter, warmer than expected winter, natural gas prices have settled back lower, currently at about 365 per MCF. Geez, I think I lasted longer my first time than the 2021 gas bull run. That said, not sure Mary Catherine had a much better time than EQT. Just saying. The recovery's been slow and steady. The rig rate has just about doubled over the past year. Discipline has reigned supreme. Most importantly, your humble host notwithstanding, people have been able to go back to work. For humanity's sake, that's a great thing. Plus, I was trying to write jokes about the unemployed, and they just didn't work. In February, the state of Texas suffered a major power crisis as a wave of winter storms engulfed the state. Almost 5 million homes and businesses were left without power, many lasting for multiple days. The freeze was estimated to cause almost 250 deaths statewide. I hate to say this as a native-born son of the Republic of Texas, but kind of embarrassing is the energy capital world that we can't run a fucking electric grid. That said, since we're the most polite people on the planet, it was good for us to make all the relocating Californians feel right at home. Now, there was a lot of talk about the causes of the problem, the renewable folks blame the hydrocarbon folks and vice versa. Reminded me of back in the day when the University of Texas and Texas A&M would play every year on Thanksgiving. All my friends were like, "Hook 'em! Gig 'em!" "Hook 'em! Gig 'em!" I say, "Fuck 'em." Yes, the Rice guy was a little petty back then. Let's face it, both schools were arrogant shits when it came to their superiority to my Rice Owls and athletics. As I like to say, build an athletic department without the taxing authority of the state of Texas, and then we can chat. What happened will be analyzed for years and grinded through various political lenses, but at the end of the day, it's actually really simple. We paid no heed to reliability. Say what you want about the coal plants of yesteryear. Yes, they polluted, but they were very reliable they really worked. Over the past 30 years, as we needed more power generation, we added wind systems, natural gas peaking capacity, and we retired coal and nuclear. Let's dig into each of these segments. As most married men know, there's no electricity without a blow. Okay, I really like that joke. I thought it was going to sound funnier. But anyway, need I digress? A wind turbine needs constant wind speeds above 10 miles per hour to generate any electricity. Most turbines have a nameplate capacity that requires 25 to 30 miles per hour winds for optimal power generation. During the two-week freeze, when we look at the wind speed data at the Abilene Regional Airport, there's a lot of wind power systems around there. We can only see one six-hour period where the wind averaged above 20 miles per hour. I'm too lazy to do all the math, but my eyeball regression suggests that the wind averaged barely 12 miles per hour during that time period. The data looks pretty similar for Amarillo during that same time period. Again, lots of wind power generation around there, as well as for Nolan County and South Texas, home of Los Vintos, the state's largest wind farm. The bottom line, during Burcott 2021, there was no wind. It didn't matter that the frozen turbine blades weren't winterized. No wind. Natural gas fared better during the freeze, but wasn't without its faults. As we moved from the reliability of a coal-nuclear-baseload natural gas system to one more reliant on intermittent wind power, natural gas peaking generation became more prevalent. Peaking power plants are like the Minutemen of the generation world, like Bill Clinton at the mention of Little St. James Island, ready to go at a moment's notice. Oh, you knew the Epstein joke was happening, right? But by their nature, peaking facilities almost always sign interruptible natural gas supply contracts. So what happened during the freeze? Well, wellhead gas has a lot of water in it, so it froze up, reducing the supply of natural gas. And natural gas supplies are first directed to residential consumers who, believe it or not, wanted to heat their houses so they wouldn't freeze to death. So supply was constrained. There were definitely other issues during the freeze. A nuclear plant shut down because a water intake pipe froze. The shutdown startup of a nuclear plant is quite extensive, taking 24, 48 hours. Coal plant fuel supplies froze because the heaters were natural gas powered. Industrial concerns that were net generators of power from cogeneration were shut down. Burcott was one from the ages. My father, about two or three years ago, decided to put in solar panels on the vacant lot next to his house. He was putting them in. He was quite proud. I said, hey, Dad, how much does this cost? Dad said proudly, $125,000, but I'll never have to pay for electricity again. All right, Dad, that makes sense. What kind of payback is that? Dad goes, 12.3 years. I was like, dude, you're 80. No one hopes you're here more to see payback than me. I'm just saying, you're 80. So as the freeze happened during ERCOT, my house is situated right in the middle of the hospital, the police department, and the fire department, so I never thought my part of the grid would go down. Unfortunately, I was wrong. My lights went out. About three hours later, I'm over at my parents' house. I've got my bag under one arm, my cat in the cat carrier under the other arm, and I walk into my warm, well-lit parents' house. As I walk in, set my stuff down, and sit down next to my dad, underneath his breath, he says, 12.3-year payback don't sound so bad right about now. Yes, Dad, it does not. Europe, our freeze wasn't pretty. Us Texans are praying for you and your frozen pipes. In May, the IEA published its groundbreaking report, Net Zero by 2050, a comprehensive study of energy transition to a net zero system by 2050, while ensuring stable and affordable supplies with universal access to all, thereby enabling robust economic growth. And yes, I've always wanted to drop a sex tape with Kardashian, but what the hell? The report was garbage, relying on a mystery technology wedge to save the day. That said, the report did jump to number two on the New York Times Business Report bestsellers list, where it had an impressive 27-week run behind the February 2020 publication, Chuck Yates, and his strategic vision for Kane Anderson for the next decade. Rumor has it that Harold Hamm remarried. Sorry, ladies. In the end, when they say it's not about the money, it's always about the money. On Wall Street, Energy was the place to be, leading all categories in the S&P 500 and gains for the year. The majors were up 35%, large caps were up 140%, small caps almost 130%. Stocks performed, but capital remained scarce. Rarer than a fee break on an underperforming private equity fund. Why is that, you ask? Because, my dear friends, we simply don't matter. Despite the year's performance, we still account for just 3% of the S&P 500. We literally cannot change a fund manager's performance versus any kind of performance index. We benefited for years from being part of an allocation. Now we face the consequences of specifically not being an allocation. Reminds me of the Nikki Six story of Ozzy Osbourne. When a young Motley crew was on tour with Ozzy Osbourne, they remarked that Ozzy was the perfect gentleman so long as his wife Sharon was there on the tour. So long as Sharon was there, Ozzy had tea at three o'clock, was in bed right after the show, early to rise, workout, breakfast, and the like. The second Sharon left, the cocaine came out. Ozzy, was literally out by the pool with the Motley crew guys doing cocaine rails at three in the afternoon before a show. Nikki, not wanting to be a wimp, decided to partake with Ozzy. Ozzy ran out of cocaine, and the next thing he began to snort? Ants. They literally snorted ants. They then ran out of ants to snort. Ozzy got up, peed on the concrete, and literally snorted his own pee. Nikki, not wanting to be a wimp, peed on the ground as well. But before Nikki Six could get down to snort his own pee, Ozzy jumped over and snorted Nikki's pee. Nikki, at that moment said, I know at that point I will always be an amateur. Today, we're the amateurs. Nickels and dimes matter today because your internally generated cash flow is all you have at your disposal. Use it wisely. And in the internal words of Nikki Six, who penned Kickstart My Heart while recovering from a bit of a bender hey dude rehab was always good for one kick-ass song let's make our one pandemic song kick ass in 2022. peace out